Good morning. Greetings in Jesus' name. It's a blessing to be here. I know a few of you, but many of you I do not know, and uh, so it's a. But it's 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 a blessing. It's been a. We came Friday, and it's been a blessing spending time with Marlon Ruth and the family. We also know Ruth Martin, who she's not here, so we were missing out on that. Uh, but uh, I've been blessed by the song service this morning, especially that the one song kind of speaks or, or talks a little bit about what I want to share about this morning. It was the song number 811. It says, Come, come, ye saints, no toil or labor fear, but with joy wend your way. Though hard to you the journey may appear, Grace shall be as your day. We have a living Lord to guide. We can trust him to provide. Do this and your hearts will swell. All is well, all is well. The second verse goes like this. The world of care is with us every day. Let it not disobscure. Here we can serve the master on the way and in him be secure. Gird up your loins, fresh courage take. Our God shall never for us forsake. And so our song, no fear can quell. All is well, all is well. So our, because of our joy, because of, 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 what, of Christ within, because of our song from that, no fear can quell. We, we, we don't need to fear about what life has thrown at us about the world we walk in, and the burden of my message kind of came, or it did come, here back in February, well before that, about a month before that, not, not quite a month before that, I had a cousin that died after a long struggle with cancer. She died uh, in her lower 60s. And... They were an Amish family in our community. I didn't know this cousin real well. She was older than what I was. Um, and her husband I, I knew, but not real well. Anyway, not a month later, he took his own life. And I started thinking about this. He, why would someone do that? And, and the only answer I can come up with, there's no, there was no hope. He, he couldn't face life without his wife, but he was also living in sin. And he, he started confessing a little bit, and then he just locked up and, and took his own life before there was real repentance. And so that's, that was the heart of my message. And this next part I wasn't going to share until I walked in the room this morning and I, I recognized the face even though I don't know the person. But I remember as a, as a young as a young man, as a teenager, I had some of those same thoughts. I was a struggling young Amish boy. The Bible says, having no hope, and without God in the world. That was us before we were born again. 
but that was me. And I didn't entertain those thoughts very long, but, but I did have those thoughts. And then I also remember as a, I had no, no concept of salvation. It wasn't taught in, in the setting I grew up in, but I do remember as a young married man in my low 20s, we got a driver, a van, an Amish hauler there in Holmes County, and we went to Georgia as a family to a wedding, and then we, we were in the Blue Ridge Mountains. And that was the first time that I heard someone talk about salvation. Even though it was some years later when we, were, when we gave our hearts to the Lord and were born again, but that, I would say that was a, that was a spark. His name was, was Davy, and, and I believe his daughter's here this morning. But I will never forget that trip. It, it was like... I. It was like there, there might be hope. And there is hope. And the title of my message this morning is Christ in you, the hope of glory. There is hope this morning. Whether you're young, whether you're old, whether you're born again or whether, whether you're not. There is hope in Christ. And that's, that's my message this morning. The, the, the Bible says, and we'll, we'll that's... Verses in Colossians chapter 1, and if we have time at the end, we'll, we'll read some of those verses. But it, said that, it says that that's the mystery among the Gentiles. And I believe as we're here, we're all Gentiles. And, and, and the mystery is that there, Christ is in you, the hope of glory. When Christ is, is here, there should be a joy coming out of us. And there's hope. There's, there, there's, there's not a lot of despair, even though we go through trials and, and tribulation, yet there's a spark there. There's a hope there that, that, will, that will get us through. Um, Proverbs 29, 18 says, Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. In, in the NASB it says, Where there is no vision, the people are unrestrained. There's, 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 no, there's no restraint where there's no vision, where there's no, where there's no hope, where there's no vision. There, the people are unrestrained. There's no limit to what we will do. We're unrestrained. Where there's no vision, the people perish. It means to just loosen. That word, um, unre- that, that word no vision actually just means to loosen. There's, it's just loose. We have loose living, and, and there's no limit to what we will do because there's no, there's no hope. Again, that, that verse there in Ephesians 2, it says, that at that time we were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenant of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. That was all of us at one time. What changes that is... Christ in you. Christ in you is what changes that no hope and without God in the world. Ephesians 2, in verse 10, two verses before that, it says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which Christ has before ordained that we should walk in them. We are we're, we're his workmanship. We're Christ's 
workmanship. We're not our own. And, and this, work, this word, workmanship, literally means a masterpiece. We are God's masterpiece. If you're born again, if you have committed your life to the Lord, if, you've, if you have the Spirit of Christ living, dwelling within you, you are God's masterpiece. You're something special. And I don't know how many of you are art lovers, but I, I one of, I, and I'm not much of one, but I like... Leonardo da Vinci's The Last Supper. I, I like that picture. I, I like that piece of art. That's a masterpiece. But you are much more of a masterpiece than some human using his talent to draw what he, he believes was The Last Supper. Each individual Soul in this room is a masterpiece if you've given your life to the Lord. God has a purpose. God has a plan for you. It's You've been created in Christ Jesus unto good works. God wants to work through you that works might flow out of you. We are all masterpieces. Jeremiah 1, it says, Before I... Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee and ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. That was God speaking to Jeremiah. And God still speaks to us today. I thought I would briefly go through what being born, what I'm meaning by being born again. Being born again. Jesus, in, in John chapter 3, it says... He told Nicodemus, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of, of God. If you're not born again, you can't see the kingdom of God. That's what I was before I, God came and changed my life. When I was without hope, God came and, and changed my life. Okay. And let me read another couple verses in, in Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So believing and confessing are two, two ingredients to being born again. Jesus came. He gave his life. For every, every one in the world. And it's a choice that you make. Whether you want to believe that. It's, it's, it's personal. You need to believe that Jesus died for my sin. I had to believe that Jesus died for my sin. I, al- I always, as a young boy growing up, I always knew that Jesus died on the cross for the sins of the world. But I didn't, I, I, didn't, I didn't know that it was personally. I needed to make a choice. To, and, and when I believe, when I really believe that and, 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 and confess that, God comes, God dwells within us. We need to believe. Another, another ingredient to, to salvation is repentance. In Acts chapter 2, verse 37 and 38, it says, and here Peter was preaching and and. And then the, the, the multitude, when, said, when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? 
They, they came to a point of decision. They had, they, Peter was preaching to them Jesus. And, he said, and they were like, what shall we do? What, what's the, what's the, what need, need we do? And Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Repentance is, is, is walking one way, Walking after the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. And I, I believe all sins come directly from those three things. You're walking after those things, and Jesus comes, and you turn around, and you make a deliberate choice to go the other way. You walk the other way. You walk away from those things. And, and he said, repent. You need to be, it's godly. The Bible talks about godly sorrow is Repentance. We need to be sorry for the things that we did. We need to recognize that we are lost. We cannot do this on our own. We need, the only hope is Jesus. Amen. Ephesians 2, it says that it's not of works. Again, a a verse before we are his workmanship, it says, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourself. I almost missed salvation because in the culture that I grew up in, you work, you're taught a good work ethic. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's a good thing. But I thought I had to work my way into heaven. And I almost missed salvation because the Bible says it's a gift. It's free. It's there for the taking. And sometimes in the culture that I grew up in, it's hard to receive we're taught to give and to just open up my arms and say, God, I need you. And just receive that gift. But it says, for by grace are ye saved through faith and not of yourself. It's not something that I do. It's the gift of God. And then he says, not of works. He, he, he emphasizes that, lest any man should boast. See, if... If, I could, if we could actually work our way into heaven, if, if I could have actually done enough good things to earn salvation, God would have, there would really not have been a need for Christ's death and resurrection. And I could boast. See what I did. See what I could see. I, I can do more than, than what my brother can. But we need to come to the point where we realize that without God, I am not better than, than the wickedest person in prison. It's only by the grace of God that I am who I am. God did not save me in, because I was some special person or I was some awesome person, even though we were all masterpieces. He saved us to bring glory to him. And so it's, he says it's not of works, even though, and I like this illustration of, and I've heard the illustration of, of, a, of a person going down the, or, or down the river with, on a canoe, and one oar is faith and the other works. I like, I like the illustration better where the two, the two oars are faith, and we have a whole boatload of works. See, when we really are a Christian, we will have works. We will, we will be doing the will of God, and, and, and it just comes. It's not something manufactured. 
we have been created unto Christ unto good works. Therefore, if in, in 2 Corinthians 5, 17 and 18, it says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new, and all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. So when we are a, when we are a Christian, when, when Christ comes and dwells within us, he gives us the ministry of reconciliation in whatever capacity. That can be in a lot of different capacities. And, and some of, I want to bless you, especially you young people that are here. You have a ministry of reconciliation, whether to, to your, your, your fellow volunteers or, 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 or to the, the residents that are here. You have a ministry here. There's a purpose. God gives you purpose in life. God gives you purpose in life. This is what Oswald Chambers says about, being, about the new birth. It says, The evidence of the new birth is that I have yielded myself so completely to God that Christ is formed in me. I have yielded myself so completely to God that Christ is formed in me. I, I'm, that's really what a Christian is, right? At first it says they were little Christs. Let's not take the word, when we say we're a Christian, do we really know what that means? It means that Christ is formed in me and I am, a, I am like Christ. Am I like Christ? And it says that once Christ is, Oswald Chamber continues, that once Christ is formed in me, his nature immediately begins to work through me. And that's where our works come from. Isaiah 43, 7, it says, Everyone that is called by my name, by name, my name I have created, created him for my glory. Ultimately, we're bringing glory to God. It's not anything big that I have done. God wants us to come to him. God has given us a, a purpose. It says, Every one of you that is called by my name, I have created him for my glory, and I have formed him, yea, I have made him. We are to bring glory to God. There's purpose in life. There's purpose. When, when, and whether in, in 1 Corinthians 10, 31, it says, Whether therefore ye eat or drink, or whatever ye, ye do, do all to the glory of God. Whether you're here in the home or whether whether you're going down the buffalo on a canoe or on a kayak, do all to the glory of God. Everything should bring glory to God. If you're... 1 Timothy 1.9 says, Who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace. God has, God has purpose in your life. And I, I just want to encourage you, it doesn't matter what situation, what home situation, what community you grew up in. God is sovereign. God has a plan for you. It was, it's not a mistake. It was not a mistake that I was born in a home, in an old order Amish home, where the parents didn't know salvation. I had a choice to make. 
Do I get bitter about that? Or do I recognize that God is sovereign? God does not make a mistake. He says, before I formed thee, I knew thee. God, God knew. God knew exactly the situation that you were born in. Let's never mistake, let's never question God about that. But God will give us grace to go, to go through those things. Whether it was easy or hard. We, we always try to teach our children that life won't be fair. Don't expect life to be fair. It, it, it just won't be. If, if we get bitter because life is not fair, we will be missing out on, on, on a, lot of, a lot of blessings. <clears throat> and if you're here and you're, you're old, I, I came across this verse a couple, a couple months ago. And, and it blessed me as I'm, as I'm getting older myself. The Lord tarries, I'll, I'll, I'll be turning 50 this, later this year. But in Psalms 61 in, in verse 6, um, they, God was talking to David. And, and he says that he will prolong the king's life. His years shall be as many generations. So he was getting older in life, and then, he, and then he says, your years shall be as many generations. So in other words, God is going to pack many generations into these years that you have left. Like, isn't that exciting? Your, your, our older years can be full, packed full of like, you'll just pack all these generations into these last years that we have. And it'll be rewarding, and it'll be fulfilling, and we can, we can take courage I was blessed by that. To the young people, God says, it is good for a man to bear his yoke in his youth. Let's not be afraid of hard work in our young years. God will bless you for that. And I'm, I'm hearing that you're kind of short-staffed and and some of you are having to work extra hours. God will give you grace to do that. Uh, I'll pray that God will also fulfill those needs. But God will give you grace. Let's not be. Let, let's bear our, the yoke in our youth, and 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 let's take on the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's be yoked to Him, and let's learn of Him. And bear that yoke in our youth. There's, there's two things. When a young person, or, or there, there's, there's two people that, that the, the general population doesn't understand is when, is when a young person is on fire for the Lord and they're, and they're talking about the Lord. The, the general population does not they, they can't hardly fathom that. Why a young person, how, how can a young person be, be excited about the Lord? The other thing that, that, that enc really encourages me is when older, old people are still sellers for the Lord and they're encouraged. That encourages me on. When, you know, it's, it's worth it. Let's keep going. Um, we had a, an older sister in church 
that she was, she was just a, a bundle of joy. She was just always talking about the Lord, and she couldn't wait to go meet him. And she got her wish here about a little over a year ago, I think about a year and a half ago. She got her wish to go be with the Lord. And, and she was just looking forward to that day when she could meet her Savior. Um, so praise, praise the Lord. I think I'm just going to read the verse in Colossians again that we, that we read, that I read in the beginning. Actually, turn, turn to Colossians. I think we'll read a few of those verses. Maybe start reading in Colossians 1, verse 19. It says, for it pleased the Father, Colossians 1 verse 19 says, for it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. And having made peace through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things unto himself, by him I say whether there be things on earth or things in heaven. And you that were sometimes alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works. That was all of us. That's where we were at one point. We were alienated and enemies in our minds by wicked work, yet now has he reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you wholly unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. If you continue in the faith, if you continue in the faith, grounded and settled, and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you have heard and which was preached to every creature which is under heaven, whereof I, Paul, am made a minister who now rejoice in my sufferings for you and fill up that which is behind of the afflictions of Christ in my flesh for his body's sake, which is the church. That is a, a kind of an interesting verse. He, he was talking about the afflictions and, and, and thinking he's behind on the sufferings of Christ. We don't quite think that way, do we? We, we try to avoid sufferings. But in the kingdom of God, there, is, there will be suffering. There will be trials. But when Christ is in, in us, we, we can, we can, we can um, come out the other side joyous. Whereof I am a, verse 25, whereof I am made a minister according to the dispensation of, of God, which is given to me for you to fulfill the word of God, even the mystery which has been hid from, from ages and from generations, but now is made manifest to the saints. This mystery to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Whom we preach, warning every man, teaching every man in all wisdom that we should be present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. Whereunto I also labor, striving according to his workings, which worketh in me mightily. So there, there was this mystery down through the ages about Salvation coming to the Gentiles, and now it's revealed to us, and we can have it. It's a gift of God, but it's Christ in you. And when we have that hope that Christ is in, in us, when we, have that, when we have that testimony, when we have that knowledge that Christ, when we have that assurance of there's assurance of salvation that comes when Christ dwells within us, we can know that we are saved. And the Bible talks about a past salvation when we first got converted. The Bible talks about a present salvation that God is still saving us. 
And then there's a future salvation when Christ comes and takes his church home. So let's continue. If you continue in the faith, grounded and settled, let's continue to do that. I just want to bless you here at the home, residence, staff, administration, whoever you are, bless you. I think this is a, I've been encouraged by what I see here. And, and I remember years, years ago being in church where we supported Hillcrest. And I didn't, didn't really know what, much about Hillcrest at that point. But that's been probably 20, 20 some years ago when we were uh, in, a, in a church there in Holmes County where we took offerings. I remember that. And uh, so it's a blessing to come here and to, to see what it really is. So, Lord bless you. God be with you in, in the coming days, months, and years. And uh, God be with you all. Lord bless.